In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales, and I'm your host for this show. If you caught me live and in person during the week, most likely you'd catch me at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia, where I have the privilege of being the lead pastor. But when you hear me right here on WAVA or on podcast, I have the great opportunity of talking to you and with others about the importance about how the gospel makes a way right here in the Washington metro area. Well, when we look at scripture, it won't take long to find that God has a concern for the poor and the marginalized. I mean, it's all over the Old Testament and it's all over the New Testament. And it clearly shows that God's people have more than just a singular purpose. Certainly, we are to care for people spiritually, but also God has a desire to care for people in other ways as well by pursuing justice on their behalf. You see, because both eternity to come and right now are important to God. Jesus himself demonstrated that in his care for the whole person, their body and their spirit when he was in Luke chapter six. Well, he wasn't in Luke chapter six. Luke chapter six tells us about how he cared. And he says this. Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. So today on Good News for the City, we're going to talk to our guest who founded Arlington Bridge Builders, which is a Christian nonprofit organization that was founded with this purpose, this goal of addressing physical, mental, emotional, and certainly spiritual needs. My hope is, is that you will listen today to understand how they desire to platform local churches to serve together in unity and to hear stories about how those who then serve together are flourishing and finding long-term spiritual communities. So with that introduction about Arlington Bridge Builders, I have in studio with me, Joel White. Joel, thanks for being here today. Pleasure to be here, Brian. Well, you are the founder of Arlington Bridge Builders, um, 2010, I believe. Uh, It was founded on a strong desire to unite churches to serve our neighbors, encourage discipleship, and share the gospel. Longtime friend of the show, Steve King, there at Cherrydale Baptist, who's recently redeployed himself to a different part of the country uh, in retirement, has been deeply and was deeply involved with this and has talked about it before on our show. Um, but you, you are the founder and president uh, in this in many ways, and you're also the founder and president of Horizon Government Affairs, a DC-based consultancy that has helped enact 40 laws since its founding in 2007. And for some people who may not be familiar with this, the Arlington Bridge Builders model is based on your decades of experience of building successful coalitions to advance policies that provide affordable health coverage and that use both data and technology to make healthcare work better. You have extensive background on boards that that deal with homeless and addiction treatment, 
uh, and other sort of psychiatric issues. You're part of patient advocacy groups and you deliver help, deliver free medicine to those in need. Uh, you, you help children with mental and emotional disorders. You are all over helping people in all kinds of ways. And as I mentioned earlier on, you're connected with Pastor Steve King and because you're a member there at Cherrydale Baptist Church and you reside in Virginia with a wife and three sons. So uh, thanks today for coming again, as I just said earlier, and tell us a little bit more. Now, go ahead, Joel. Yeah, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. But this is really not about me. It's not my story. It's This is about how God is working in our community and how mm-hmm. Jesus worked in my life to soften my heart, to make yeah. me realize that there are people in need in our community um, who really need help and outreach. And one of the things he taught me was that uh, praying and uh, thinking about the, the folks in need in our community is not enough. We need to act. And mm-hmm. so Arlington Bridge Build is really a story about how do we act in our community connected in an acts-based church way to really impact for the kingdom of God. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, the tagline of our show is called, it's the gospel that makes a way. The gospel is what makes a difference. But truthfully, one of the strange things that for many of us, we it's hard to get our heads around, is that one of the ways it makes a difference is using people, right, who are willing to step in and trust God to do the things that he's called us to do. And so in, in our past, actually, we've had Pastor King in talking about this. We've had Carlos Dimas on the show, who's the executive director before But that was way back in 2020. That might as well have been 30 years ago. It feels like so much has happened. And I know we've got some great listeners who are listening to the show and could go back and say, yeah, I remember that show. But for most of us who uh, lack a good long-term memory, could you sort of catch us up and remind us of what uh, the mission is for Arlington Bridge Builders? And specifically, you have a mission field of Arlington specifically. What does that look like? What are you attempting to do? Yeah, our mission is to build bridges to meet needs, equip leaders, and transform lives. And you mentioned uh, that I had founded this organization back in 2010. The organization actually started decades before that, and it was born out of a prayer group that you're a part of uh, called the Band of Shepherds. And it was pastors from different churches coming together to pray for each other in cooperation, not competition. Yeah. And that strong prayer based partnership uh, led. To, to coordination amongst those pastors is to help each other out, right? To help them be better pastors. But at some point, uh, shortly before 2010, one of the pastors looked up and said, uh, it's great that we're praying for each other in here. What are we doing together as a group to impact the community out there, outside right. of these four walls? So um, that was the whole the, the thought process. Let's bring the churches together in a coalition uh, to help uh, do community-based acts, to uh, share the gospel, make disciples, and meet practical needs. And that was kind of the founding of Arlington Bridge Builders. Yeah, no matter where you live in the Washington metro area, there are practical needs that need to be met. I think that we can certainly think about some particular areas that are underserved that popped our mind in the Washington metro areas. But lots of times, I don't know that people recognize that even in places like Arlington, right, which according to the notes that I have, it's the seventh wealthiest county in the U.S., But that still 30,000 people live in extreme poverty right there. And we're called to meet those needs. Now, you talk about um, Arlington Bridge Builders and something that Good News for the City talks about. One of our partner ministries, One Heart DC, talks about a lot. This idea of unity and collaboration among the churches, because too often churches are in competition. 
uh, instead in collaboration. And the, the thing that we have to remember is that the enemy is the enemy, not any other local church, that we're all called to be on the same team and to move the gospel forward. Um, talk about how that movement from just talking about it to, okay, we need to do something with that person's particular reminder began to sort of evolve into what looks like the Arlington Bridge Builders today. Yeah. So first, a little bit about our community, seventh richest county in the country, one mm-hmm. of the smallest counties in the U.S., um, but 30,000 people in extreme poverty. And so that vast wealth lives side by side, people in extreme need. And those people are, are very diverse. We have 125 different languages spoken in our schools, 100 different people groups. So we literally have Little Samaria at our doorstep. Right. Uh, most of those people are in South Arlington. Uh, so the, the wealth is North and South, a very geographically divided. Um, and there's two other numbers I want you to know, three and one. So there's three ways that we really impact that community. It's by uh, stabilizing people through our programs, by discipling and building them up. And then it's by uh, empowering them to transform their lives. Our whole mission is to transform lives through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, so Acts shows us how the local churches should come together to help meet those needs. And it was literally all the apostles and the saints coming together to say, what needs do we have in our community? Let's identify them. Let's come together and meet them collectively. And so Bridge Builders is literally a bridge between the church and people, between uh, sin and Christ, between people with resources and those in needs, uh, and between people who are uh, able to give and people who are needing to receive, but to transform so that those people who receive then become givers. It's an empowerment philosophy. Yeah, you you said that word empowerment now twice, and I actually made a note here that I want to go back to it. I think a lot of times we can connect with organizations to use an old analogy that are excellent at giving people a fish, but not necessarily as skilled at teaching people how to fish themselves. You've got to give them a fish before you can teach them to fish but just sort of stop without that empowerment. What does empowerment look like inside of the model that you have there at Arlington Bridge Builders? Yeah, it's something that is incredibly frustrating to me because with this vast wealth in Arlington County, we see a lot of people who are willing to write checks and checks mm-hmm. are great. Uh, don't get me wrong, but uh, resources uh, don't transform. So we have a very large, uh, our, we have a food pantry, a food mm-hmm. uh, ministry that serves about a thousand people a month. And anyone can kind of hand out bags of food and meet the need of hunger, the immediate need of hunger, but you're not transforming by handing out that food. You transform right. the gospel. Um, and so there are some uh, food, food banks in Arlington County to meet, like hunger is a major issue in, in Arlington County, um, but just handing out food won't solve the underlying problem. So you've got to pair that stabilizing uh, uh, with the food ministry with discipleship and surrounding each individual with a faith community to um, then plug them back into uh, a community of faith. So we have lots of folks who come through our food pantry uh, who benefit from that, but then because of our discipleship and our surround uh, philosophy, uh, we're then plugging them back into churches like Emmanuel Presbyterian or Cherrydale or, uh, you know, other uh, community-based churches so that they can then grow and become the people that God has designed them to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not about, um, you know, an Arlington County social worker once told me, um, we can give them housing and food and rental assistance and medical care and transportation, but you give them hope. Mm. 
and, and it's really, that's a little bit of a misstatement because it's Jesus who gives them hope. We're just the hands and the feet. Yeah. Going back to what we said near the top of the show, that it's the gospel that really makes a way that gives the hope, but he uses his people to, to make that difference. And I thought it was really interesting. One of the things that you just noticed that or noted that in the seventh richest County, it's probably a little easier to get people to write checks. That actually is probably less sacrificial for them than to actually give of their time and to give in those ways. So it's this sort of reminder that when we're called to sacrifice for Jesus, it can look different depending upon your environment, but it's always worth it. And when we step into what God has to do, he promises us that the work that we do, the labor that we do is not in vain. And so there are some outcomes that we'll see at some point, maybe not what we're expecting, but we'll see what are some of those outcomes that you see when you provide food, obviously, English language skills, life skills coaching. How does it lead to impact and change? Yeah. So uh, first of all, we earn the right to be involved. Mm -hmm. And that means that we, uh, let me take a step back. So Paul was very clear about this uh, when he said that, you know, I can do a million different things, but if I don't have love as my motivation, it's Mm. just noise. Right. Right. And so we we start at a point of love and people can, can act in love by writing a check. There's nothing, some people can't volunteer. They're, they're homebound or whatever. Um, But the, the transformation occurs when you're one-on-one with an individual. So when we take them in, we try and figure out who are they? What are they struggling with? What are the core challenges? Once we identify those needs, we, we do provide that short-term help. We've got the food, the housing assistance, help with medical utilities. We do education, referral to services, stuff like that. But uh, we want to build on that stability to transform lives. So what does that look like? We do weekly Bible studies. And I can't tell you how many people um, have never been in a Bible study before. They've never owned a Bible. Like we provide that stuff. We do life skill classes so that we can go at some of the more core issues. And then uh, we had a program that basically does small groups who wrap around a family to mm-hmm. pray for them uh, for three months at a time. And by getting to know our neighbors, we can then love our neighbors and then plug them back into a community of faith. Um, and we've got great uh, examples of what that looks like, where, 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 where receivers turn to givers and entrepreneurship development, businesses starting, uh, people who were unemployed now employing people. It's really uh, exciting to see when God gets involved and starts transforming lives. To be yeah. a part of that is really cool. Yeah. And if you're hearing this and you're already excited, stay for the rest of the show. But a lot of what Joel just said, you can find at their website, www.arlingtonbridge.org. And I'll give that website again at the end of the show. But let's make a turn if we can and talk about other churches. Certainly, as you've been working together as a collaboration, a group of people right there in Arlington as church leaders, you've seen the benefit. How could other churches, whether they're out in Loudoun County, Virginia, like I am at Christian Fellowship Church, or somewhere in Maryland, or even we have listeners that are in South part of Virginia, whatever it might be, how could they benefit from this model? And as they think about this model, what do you see are the things, the blessings you've seen occur from it as churches work together, but then maybe a few challenges to mobilize and to do what God has called us to do? Yeah, I think that uh, most churches have a desire to really impact the community, and there's different strategies that they use. Uh, our philosophy is that a soldier is powerful and can do a lot, but a squad is more powerful than a soldier and a mm. battalion is more powerful than a squad. Right. So that collective action uh, brings transformative power. So 
um, getting together in prayer is kind of like the first step. Um, but then what I hear from a lot of pastors is I've got this person in my congregation. She is on fire to do something in the community, but I have no, I don't know how to plug her in or I, I know I could send her out to volunteer at the local food bank, but I know that's not as effective because they don't preach the gospel. They don't share the gospel mm-hmm. at the food bank. Um, we are a platform for churches to send us their on fire congregants and we can plug them into our volunteer program. And that means uh, every Saturday we uh, send people out into the community to deliver food and pray. Um, we have one-on-one, like I said, um, uh, mentorship opportunities. We have um, uh, weekly Bible studies, things like that. Um, we have opportunities for small groups to plug in and, and, and adopt families and come around them in prayer for a period of time. Um, but the other thing is that that's really important is that we're a bridge between the church and the community, but back again, right? Bridges are two-way streets. So once we identify uh, someone who you know is receiving our services, we're discipling them. We don't. We can't stop there. Mm-hmm. We've got to then get them plugged into a local church, and a lot of times that that's got to be geographically based. We have a lot of transportation issues in our community. But sometimes it can be, you know, south to north churches. And so we need churches to adopt this strategy of welcoming uh, people into their community to say, yes, uh, this is this is a this is a Rosa or this is a uh, Felix who needs to be, um, you know, maybe given a special uh, touch to show them that we're welcoming and we're we're offering an opportunity to join our community uh, to be a part of something larger. Yeah. And if you would like to talk to someone in person about how you can do that, you can call 703-357-3007 there at Arlington Bridge Builders, or you can send an email to contactarlingtonbridge at gmail.com. And I'm sure you'll find out more information there. Now, our listeners love to hear stories. And I understand you have a particular one that you see how God's love made such a difference through the programs here at Arlington Bridge Builders that someone went from unemployed to eventually a small business owner, to now they volunteer. Share us that a little bit, if you would. Yeah, we we love Rosa's story. We've got a lot more where her story came from. But Rosa, uh, when COVID hit, it really impacted our community in a major way. Most of the people we serve lost their jobs almost immediately. They're in hospitality or restaurants or um, services. And Rosa lost her her job literally the first week when COVID kind of hit. She was a maid at one of the local hotels And um, we had received a a significant grant to provide rental assistance. We were doing $500 a month for three months to help people stay where they were at so they didn't become homeless. Um, And and Rosa kept calling us, uh, but we had a waiting list that was very long, but she'd call us every week and ask for help. And finally, we had, we said, we got to find out more about Rosa. What's going on with Rosa's life? So we sat down and met with her and found out she had lost her job but she loved to clean. She loved a clean house. She loved that part of it. It wasn't just a job for her. It was a passion. And so uh, uh, Corey, one of our volunteers came around her and started discipling her Mm -hmm. and um, uh, giving her counselor. And then others came around and said, you know, you're an entrepreneur. You can be an entrepreneur. You can own your own business. Um, and she started a business, a cleaning business. She now employs three people and she continues to receive support from our food pantry. But every Saturday 
she shows up with her kids. Her boys are, are wonderful kids. Every Saturday, she shows up to be a volunteer, to give back to her community. So she's now a business owner. She's a receiver, but she's also a giver. And yeah. she's going to church. She, it's just such a great story. Rosa mm-hmm. uh, is a wonderful, wonderful example of how God can transform people one person at a time to lead to community transformation. Another great illustration about a bridge, right? It goes both ways, as you just mm-hmm. said, a receiver and a giver. Now, obviously, you would like to see Arlington Bridge Builders be a model for other communities. And certainly because you've been doing this now uh, for at least 12 years, there is some learning and some perfection as you try to walk into this that you are trying to help others with. In fact, you're embarking on what's known as a learning lab with some others in the the big C, Washington Metro Church, other nonprofits, uh, One Heart DC, uh, the partner ministry that sponsors Good News for the City. Talk about that, if you would. Yeah, so so we are, you know, our we want to serve God and love people and focus on sharing the gospel and discipleship. Um, I've been frustrated personally um, that you know it's hard to break through to some some church leaders and some churches to say, look, we're a platform, we're a bridge between community and church, mm-hmm. um, we're a benefit, and so we want to bring. Uh, more churches together and accelerate this type of community transformation. Um, uh, so, so we need to, uh, what we're tr- basically doing through the learning lab is bringing uh, leaders together to uh, learn best practices from each other. And there's a lot of folks uh, in the community that are doing different models, um, trying to um, uh, bring people together, but that learning lab, we're going to get together. We're going to bring some leaders together. We're going to learn from each other and, Uh, gain some best practices, and hopefully all of us will adopt those best practices so that we can see what the impact is on the community. But ultimately, I think what bridge builders, what it taught me was that if the pastors can come together in prayer Mm -hmm. first, they can ignite a movement um, from people like me and other volunteers to really go out and start impacting the community to then bring more people back to the church. We're not a church. We're a parachurch. We cannot stand in the, the shoes of the church. What we can be are eyes, ears, feet, and hands and hearts in the community to get um, people more engaged uh, with, with what Jesus is doing yeah. in the church. Yeah. Now, if someone wanted to get involved with that learning lab, are they still able to do this? Or is this something that's kind of closed right now as you're working and then you're going to grow a little bit? Uh, we're going to have a first meeting is closed. We're going to um, <clears throat> uh, figure out how we want to structure things a little bit. Um, Howie, as you, you mentioned through One Heart DC is uh, helping to organize that. And then I think we want to open it up very broadly because these best practices uh, should be community wide and really nationwide. Um, uh, and, and so we'll have more details following that. Great. And so certainly if people want to find out more and get more details about how they can get involved with Arlington Bridge Builders, you can go to www.arlingtonbridge.org. Joel, thank you for being on the show. Uh, You've made it very clear it's the gospel that makes a way. But thank you also for being willing to allow the gospel to work through you and allow the gospel to work through the organization called Arlington Bridge Builders. As the gospel can work through so many people as Jesus does the modeling of our clay, so to speak, to make something greater of ourselves that maybe we could have seen at all at first glance. And so if someone would like to talk to you, they can email you at jwhite at horizondc.com. That's Joel White. You can reach him at jwhite, W-H-I-T-E, just like it sounds, 
at horizondc.com. Or again, you can go to arlingtonbridge.org. You can go to the About Us page. And at the bottom, they've got an email you can go to. They've got a phone number that you can connect with. And someone there will answer your questions. But maybe your questions aren't for Arlington Bridge. Maybe it's for Wave Up, the story you've heard today. You've got another story you want to tell the world around us, or you want to know how to get involved, maybe a deeper level, you can get a hold of them. You can just email them at comment at wava.com. Or if you'd like, you can even talk to me in person. It's not just enough maybe to hear me on the radio. You want to have a phone conversation. I love to do that. You can call me at 703-729-3900. That's my number there at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, 703-729-3900. And we can all have an important conversation about how God wants to use us to make a difference. So again, Joel, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for telling us about Arlington Bridge Builders. And thank you for reminding us. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about anyone other than Jesus and the fact that he is the one that brings the truth about the gospel. And it's his gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.